vibes and libido we are your hosts trip and kiki the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth join us as we delve into all the things you lust the lies that we tell ourselves and why our libido drives us to distraction this is adult only content so no kitties under 18 please our dialogue is open honest and raw but most of all we're here to have fun Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. All right. All right. What up, Welcome people? to the show, everybody. Sorry, Trip. Go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. I am your host, Trip, with my beautiful tel- um, co-host. Yes, this is your girl, Kiki. All right. And... Today, our episode is brought to you by the letter B. <laughs> I like it. I like you remember it. that um, back in the day? I like it. Yeah. Okay, what was that? Um, Sesame, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. What? Yeah. What, do you mean, what is that? That everybody knows what that is. I mean, it's probably some yeah. young young kids out here ain't never watched Sesame Street. I think Sesame Street still comes on. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, so today we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into the world of BDSM today. Um, it's going to be more of an overview on some of the things that are lesser talked about, about the role of um, the world of BDSM. Um, so we'll touch on that today. Um, I'm still, I am, I can't even say I'm vanilla because I'm not. I, I'm on the fringe. I'm on the fringes of this topic um, because I dabble a little bit, and um, you know he's gonna really break some things down. You know, kind of give us some clarity, help clear up some misconceptions. You know, give us um, a, a much broader perspective of how to look into the world of BDSM, and um, I'm really excited about the information he's gonna share with us. And I say us because it's not just y'all, it's me too. So I'm going to, um, you know, first tell us what those letters mean. All right. Well, BDSM is bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. Um, now, some of those letters are interchangeable and to mean other things. Um, but usually those are the main four words that comes from BDSM. Um, bondage is obvious. That's ties, restraints, handcuffs, you know, rope, things of that nature. Um, dominance, where you have a dominant and a submissive, somebody is that's asserting their their power, their stance, and somebody who's allowing for that person to assert their power and their stance. Um, sadism, those are people who enjoy and derive pleasure from inflicting pain. And masochists are those who enjoy and derive pleasure from receiving pain. So those are kind of those the, the umbrella of those letters. Um, so within that umbrella, I mean, you have so many different things. Um, but... First, let's let's just talk about the power dynamic because BDSM is is a power dynamic, and it's funny because there's a quote that says, "Everything is about sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. Mm-hmm. So, in sex, there's normally whether you know it or not, there's normally somebody who's being dominant, and there's there's somebody who's being submissive." Somebody is taking the lead and somebody is allowing that person to take the lead. Right. Right? Right. So the cool thing about BDSM is it's more of a um, consensual thing. They've discussed how this is going to work. That's why BDSM as a relationship is pretty cool because you're discussing a lot of these things prior to. Um, You're discussing who's going to lead, how they're going to lead, um, and all the different things that can happen in between. Um, on top of 
discussing what you're into, what you're not into, um, you know, your kinks, your, your likes, your dislikes, your medium likes, your hell no, it's never happening. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to discuss all these things prior to, and it's, it allows for um, a fluid relationship. And you're able to go ahead and put a lot of things on the table that normally in vanilla relationships don't get put on the table. And I was going to say that doing, um, you know, some reading, that was a point that I saw was made that I found very interesting that in, in actuality, you know, even though people, when they hear those letters, they kind of cringe and tend to get negative connotations about it. But one of the things that I, I did notice and kind of put me in awe was that there is so much more communication in these types of relationships over just regular, you know, vanilla monogamous relationships. You're absolutely right. You do have to communicate way more, you know, which is for me being a communicator that I am, that's a big plus, you know? I mean, but think about it. You have to, because if you're sitting here, you know, and you like to be tied up or you like to be spanked, everybody's spanking isn't the same. Right. Everybody's, you know, pain tolerance isn't the same. Absolutely. So if I go and I'm kicking it with, you know, one woman and she has a high pain tolerance and then I come in and, and then try to kick it with another woman, I don't, I don't discuss anything. I don't just, you know, preliminary talk about what you like, what you don't like. And you I treat just go her like the other woman. I'm going to treat her like the other chick. Right. I can hurt somebody. It's not going to be a good day. It's not going to be, it's not going to be pleasurable <laughs> at all. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> no. no fun. No, no. So I'm going to tell you in saying that the reality of it is a lot of men are still like that. Eating just regular, you know, sexual relationships. They don't change their repertoire from one woman to the next. <laughs> they feel like it works. If it works, why should I change? No, bruh. No. <laughs> Not always. I see. And that's the cool thing about people. Usually um, good dominance in BDSM relationships. They understand that everybody's different. So I need to kind of figure out what you like, what you don't like, you know, right. What is a soft limit? What is a hard limit? You know, soft limits are things you might be able to grow on or or not. So hard limits are hell no, never, I'm not into that. I'm cool. You know, don't don't even don't even try it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a good dominant is able to go ahead and, and have those conversations with a potential sub. Right. Um, you know, so that power exchange and that it has to be communicated. Everything has to be communicated and everything should be pr- communicated prior to you having any type of play sessions. Um, you know, there's a lot of kink parties and things of that nature that go on. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of times people go to these kink parties because they're interested in kind of figuring it out and seeing if this is something they're into. And then they're not having any, proper discussions right they're just signing up getting tied up and then getting flogged (laughs) you know and not to say that it's a bad experience for a lot of people it's just some things that in my opinion need to be discussed prior to that act that activity taking place right i mean um so at the cornerstone of the BDSM lifestyle is communication. That's that's one thing, and that's one of the major positives that I love about the lifestyle. Um, I'm a communicator like you, you know what I mean? We, we've talked about it. And I remember being young and talking about things prior to, and people were like, why do you want to talk about it? Like, it should just, let's just make it happen. It just kind of takes the fun away from, nah, B. No. Nah. No. And now that I'm in the in the lifestyle, I definitely can't because I like to do some things and I can't, you know, I can't pull out my um, I'm a bag of flog and a paddle 
and you don't know what's going on. Man, I'm running because right. I'm ready. What the hell? I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my, is he about to kill me? Like, what is about to go on? Uh-uh. Exactly. I pull out some rope, a blindfold, and a gag. I'm not ready. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing, it builds intimacy because you have to discuss these things. Um, so you have that intimacy builder. And that's one thing people don't understand. These relationships are um, a lot of times very intimate because you're, you're connecting with somebody on another level and you're taking them to different places mentally. Um, so that gets, that gets into my next thing about that power dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right. Because you have to mentally, they have to go there, but they have to allow you to take them there. So a lot of times when people hear dominant and submissive, they think submissive means weak. Right. Ain't, nothing, ain't nothing weak about a submissive though. Right. Absolutely. Because when you really boil down to it, when it really all boils down, the dominant really doesn't have any power. The dominant doesn't have any power. The power is the submissives, and they're choosing to give that to the dominant. Right. So without that dominant's permission, there's nothing you can do. As I mean, without that submissive's permission, there's nothing the dominant can do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all these things are negotiated. So you're, you know, you you know that you've put your you put your trust and your faith in your dominant to take care of you. And then as a dominant, you know that I have to be there and tend to the needs of my submissive and be in tune with my submissive. Right. And that's 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 that intimacy piece where a lot of people don't understand. Like I have to check in, you know, if we sitting here, you know, playing and it's getting a little too hard or a little too rough then I need to know, okay, she, you know, she may need a break. We may need a timeout um, because sometimes they can go into what's called subspace and they might not even know that they, you know, is going too far. And then a dominant can go into um, top space mm-hmm. or dominant space and you don't know. So you have to be in tune with each other. Um, and look, I know what those two things mean. I learned something. Oh, what you learn? <laughs> it's about the top space and the subspace. That's when the body begins to produce the endorphins. It's kind of like that afterglow effect, you know, mm-hmm. in the zone, basically. You're in the zone. And that's that's that high you get, you know? Um, right. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool when you see it. As a dominant, you see it. And you get, you know, you can, you can see that transition take place. Wow. So, you know, being in tune with your submissive to see that transition and to see their body fully relaxed or fully go into ecstasy, it's an amazing feeling. It's a, it's a high. Um, and that's where, like I said, that intimacy piece comes in. You know, you, you're really connecting. And it, it could be a very rough scene, but still, you're connecting with your, your submissive. Um, now, when we're talking about, the, so that's, that's, that, that's one piece of it, right? But say, for instance, um, you have, you're, you're trying to figure out, and our listeners, maybe you're trying to figure out where you fall and if this is something. Another thing about BDSM is you don't have to subscribe to everything. So I, too I many, learned that too. Yeah, too many people feel like, oh, BDSM, that's that, that's that crazy stuff. They're gonna have me hanging from the ceiling, you know, <laughs> dressed up in latex from head to toe <laughs> and I can't breathe. No. no. That's only if that's what you want. <laughs> exactly. That is all. It's just like with anything, exacts you. You pick and choose what you want. You know, it's it is. It's a lot to it. You know, it really is. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of different areas of play. And you know, like I told you guys, I'm still learning all of this. You know, and 
I was blown away by how much there is out there that you can do. So you, you know, and, and I'm sure he'll get to it in just a little bit, but you know, you can be like I am, I'm on the fringes and I didn't even realize that, you know, it falls under the umbrella of BDSM, you know, so. Now, when you say you're on the, you on the fringes, what do you, what do you, where are you falling? What, what did you find out that resonated with BDSM for you? Okay, so like I learned about the um really the definitions of what each one stands for, what the the B, the D, the S and the M. So, you know, the whole this this what is it the um say sadist? Yes. Mm-hmm. They receive pleasure from giving pain and masochists receive pleasure by receiving pain. So, you know, the whole masochist part of it, I guess, even though it seems crazy, but when you're talking about spanking and choking, that's receiving pleasure from getting, from receiving pain. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so, and I'm sure there are a lot of ladies out there who like me like to be choked. Don't be shame. It's okay. <laughs> you can admit it. Okay. It's all right. Um, but yeah, and and because those are those are levels where that's a that's a place where you receive pain. It but it's pleasurable pain. You know, and whatever your number is on the scale of how much how intense you need it or not, you know, that still falls under that umbrella, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So when you are with your partner, how did you like realize that you liked spanking? Like, how did that happen? Was it like a random, you know, he just did it or did you ask him? How did that happen? No, it was with a partner that I had. um, This was some years ago. And, um, he just did it. You know, we were, uh, I think we were like doggy style and he just did it. And at first I was like, wait a minute. Did he just hit me? <laughs> <laughs> like, on the record, like, hold up. Did he really just smack the shit out of my ass? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was bugging. I was bugging for a minute. It's like, you know, he was like, you know, don't stop. Keep going. It's okay. And, you know, I was like, uh, uh, okay. Like in the back of my mind, like if he does this again, I swear I'm going to punch him in his throat. <laughs> but he did. He did it again. And it was, you know, and it was just like, okay, that wasn't so bad. You know, and it just, it, it was kind of like a breaking in kind of thing. You know, to the point that I started to enjoy it. See, and that's that's how it is for most people. And that's the common misconception that people have about getting into any type of kink play is that you just jump all the way into the deep end. No, it's a gradual buildup. Right. So what you just experienced is how most people experience it. You like being spanked. It was something that grew on you. Right. And so now your ass is kinky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fringe, you're under the umbrella. I mean, now it's now it's almost a requirement. <laughs> See, so <yeah. laughs> not, not all the time, not all the time, but you know, and have no problems asking for it, you know. So, but see, and that makes you kinky. That that puts you under that umbrella. You like to be spanked, and that's fine. Um, oh shoot. Mm-hmm. See, you are a part of the community. We welcome you with open arms. <laughs> so um you know a lot of people have similar stories if you like to be choked if you like your head being pulled if you like your ass smacked if you like to be tickled i mean there's so many different things that fall under the umbrella um but the beautiful thing about BDSM is it can take you to, to different levels. So just like for you, when you were in the moment, you was, you know, getting a doggy style and he was doing this thing and he spanked you, like it sends 
a sensation, right? Correct. And you get a little, a little more excited, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Have you ever, you know, been been spanked and and came harder because of it? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. that's where it is. So it, it takes it to another level, um, just like with, um, you know, what you call asphyxiation or choking, what most people will say they're being choked, you know, that choke stroke. You mean that choke stroke? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You ain't never heard that? The no. choke stroke? Nope. <laughs> uh, when you're on top and you put that hand around that neck and you start stroking it and choking it, yeah, that's that choke stroke. That's the thing. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you just creating all kind of neurons over here. Let me tell you. <laughs> Can't believe you ain't never heard of the choke stroke. Nah. Yeah, B. <laughs> that sound like that sound like one of them songs. <laughs> I'll be stroking. I'll be the choke stroke. <laughs> I be choke stroking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You That's what I do best. I be choke stroking. <laughs> Yeah, man. Choke stroking to the east. I be choke choking to. I'm sorry. See, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to come back. Okay. Yeah, I just had a flashback. Yeah. A flashback. But yeah, so what that does, I mean, the cool thing about it, it that you're supposed, you're not really supposed to put pressure on the throat. You're supposed to put more pressure on the sides of the neck. And what that does is it reduces blood flow to your brain and so then that makes your orgasm you get you little lightheaded and then it can make your orgasm stronger um yes it so does. yeah so i mean you know there's this like i said there's an intimacy to bdsm that i don't think people talk about enough mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot of trust that has to happen you know um it's complete trust. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think there's I don't even think there's a there's a gray area to it. You mm. have to you have to trust your partner or you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's the way that I see it, you know, from all that I've looked into and and read about, you know, and just listening to you talk about it. You just you have to trust them. Period. Point because point. it's like why are we doing this if there is no trust? Mhm. But I have to ask you, you asked me, you, I need you to turn back the hands of time and, and tell me about wow. how did you know this was your thing? Oh, shit. Um, well, I mean, I started early. So I was in high school and um, one of the chicks I dated, we like, I mean, we got it in like rabbits. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and I've always been sexually curious. And so certain things I wanted to find out, like, all right, let's try this, let's try that. We were always adventurous. And so, I mean, I was just, I was a senior in high school, you know, trying blindfolds and handcuffs and wax and, you know, all different types of stuff. Bro, you um, was out there <laughs> are you judging me <laughs> at a young age i feel like you whoa whoa, whoa no that's why not. you know so much that's why you know so much <laughs> that's exactly no i'm i'm getting clarity to the situation now oh, okay. i understand oh, okay yeah so yeah i mean it was early like i you know we would skip school sometimes and you know have we had like some furry handcuffs, the little pink furry handcuffs? Um, I think I even had some handcuffs like hanging from my um my car review mirror. Um, instead of yes. instead of fuzzy He's dice, proudly I, displaying. I was proudly displaying <laughs> my shit, yeah. And see, I didn't know that was kinky at the time, I just thought it was fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was it was fun, and I've you know, I when I look back on it now, I realize how I've been a dominant for a long time because I've always liked controlling um, the pleasure in the bedroom and driving the pleasure. And you know, we try. I tried submitting a couple times. I tried being tied up a blindfold. It wasn't for me. 
<laughs> it wasn't for me at all. I didn't like it. Of, was that because of the sense of a lack of control? Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it was. I didn't like it. I was like, no, no. Like, I've even dated um, women who are switches. And what that means is they can either dominate the person they're with or they can be submissive to the person they're with. So you've never been top from the bottom? Nah. Mm-mm. No, because I'm like, no, I'm I'm the dominant and that's it. I don't switch. I don't switch at all. Okay. Mm-mm. And so that was one of the things that we had to kind of, you know, go our separate ways on because um, I just, I couldn't get with that. You know, I would, like, I'd be sitting there waiting for them to be done so I can take over. And that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good look. I wasn't fully receiving. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not fair to them. Um, and, you know, she needed somebody that she couldn't dominate from time to time. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, you know, I had to, I had to do something different. Um, and I appreciate you knew, it. You knew who you were. You knew yeah. who you knew. You found your lane and you stayed in it. Basically. Yeah, I had to. I mean, because it, for me, I wasn't, I wasn't really enjoying being a receiver like that, you know? And it's so funny because, um, you know, when it's, when I'm having moments where I want to receive, then I'm still being dominant because I'm then instructing my submissive to put me in a position to receive. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So it's all about, it's all about that control for me. Um, you know, but at the same time, I'm a sensual dominant. So okay. what does that mean? Well, I, I derive my pleasure from my submissive pleasure. So I'm not, I'm a sadist, but I'm not a sadist that's just wanting to see you in pain. I'm a sadist because I want to take you, I want to push your boundaries and take your mind to new levels. I want to push you past your limits. So, you know, you had one or two orgasms. Let's see if we can get you to four or five. You have four or five. Let's see if we can get you to 10. You know, let's okay. see if we can get you, you know, to, if you had 10, let's see if we can get you to 15. Right. Let's see how far we can go. Um, but at the same time, I do like impact play. I do like spanking. Um, you know, I do like nipple clamps and all these other different, you know, things for restraint. What? Yeah, yeah. Y'all, my <laughs> co-host is kinky. <laughs> <laughs> I am mad. I am yeah. not mad. So that's what's up. Yeah. So it's it's so many different um levels to this shit. Mhm. It really is. It really really is. But you know, even with that, I I have to say with and I and I I just you know, I I find much respect in it because the the common link that I see to all of this is communication and trust. And it's like I can't even say that I can get that in just a regular monogamous relationship, you know? And that's like I trust I'm not ready to I ain't ready to change lanes okay I'm not saying no, that I'm, not, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying <laughs> it would be nice if you know you know I could have that same level of communication and trust on this side of things you know not necessarily being under that umbrella because that's the common link between no matter where you fall under that umbrella um you have to have open communication and you have to have complete trust. And that's the funny thing because there's so many vanilla relationships that could benefit from this dynamic because they don't talk about this shit. You know, so many right. relationships, so many marriages, you know, they're hiding their kinks. Right. A shame. There's just a shame. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much shame into it. And instead of living your life and being okay with what you like, you know, 
And it doesn't have to necessarily be anything, you know, out there, but it, it can be something that's out there and it's okay. It is yeah. okay. And the reality of it is when you really think about it, so you put it out there that you like putting Elmer's glue on your nipples and when it dries, you peel it off. I mean, yeah, people going to be like, wait, what? You what? You like what? Okay, so so they're going to talk about you. They're going to think that you're weird. And now what? And well, now what? So exactly. what? Now they think that you're weird. Now they think that you do something that's crazy, something that they would never do. Okay. And now what? You know, that's really the reality of it is, is people have to learn to come out from under, you know, that sense of sh- shame or fear of what somebody else is going to think. Okay. They are going to think that people going to think what they think anyway. Yeah. They're going to so, think whatever they want to regardless. Yes, regardless. So why not be free? And see, that's the that's the, the cool thing about it. You know, there, you will be able to find somebody who likes you for you. So there's no point in you hiding. There's no point in you being ashamed. If you like, you know, being peed on. There are people who like being peed on. Right. There's somebody out there that is going to love you for you, and they will gladly um, indulge you in your kink. Why go out and hide and try to repress it or... Or act like it's not real. No, that's something you like. That's fine. Um, but Trip, you got to think too. <clears throat> that's easy to say for someone who is not married. What if you're already married and you know you have these urges and thoughts and, and wants and needs and you know that your partner is not going to change or they're going to, or you're afraid. You know, you're afraid, you know, it's like, what does that person do? You know, they have to figure out, do I just keep hiding this or, you know, cause I'm too scared to tell my partner, this is what I want to try. This is what I want to do. You know, well, here's what I always recommend um, my couples. If you have a king and you're not sure your partner is interested, you know, you always want to kind of sit them down and be honest with them and, and let them know, hey, look, I'm coming to you and you're my partner. And I don't want you to be judgmental. And what I'm about to say may throw you for a loop. Um, and, you know, admit how hard it is for you to come to them with this truth. And and let them know, hey, look, this is not easy for me. Um, I, I'm really trusting you to to handle me with care. I really need you to handle me with kid gloves right now. Right. And and then just let them know I'm interested in XYZ. And you don't have to say, I want you to do, I want to try it with you. Just let them know I'm interested in XYZ. So say for instance, you're say, you know, you were with your man and you're interested in being choked. And that's just something he you're not sure if he's into. Tell him, hey look, I'm interested in, in being choked during sex. How do you feel about that? And so then that way it opens up the dialogue um, about it. And you can say, you know, and some people may be like, what? What the fuck? Oh, whoa. (laughs) You know, at the same time, it it can take them some time. Yet if they love you for you, they're willing to listen to you. I'm not saying they're going to sit there and that right in that moment, accept what you're saying, but it at least open up the gate for you to be able to start having that dialogue. So that's what I always tell them. Open up the gate for that dialogue. Um, And so that way you can go ahead and start being true to who you are. Because it's a beautiful feeling once you're able to stop lying, once you're able to stop hiding. Right. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. um, And that's, that's one of the things. Now, don't get me wrong. As somebody who's seasoned, in the lifestyle, I couldn't date anybody that's vanilla. Could not do it. You got to have some type of foundation and openness. Um, I can't. I could not do just you straight vanilla. You simple syrup, and we starting from the bottom. No, I couldn't. Right, do that. and that makes sense. I mean, because you do have to. You are already so far 
you know, your pendulum is, is swung so far to the side, you know, that it, it, it would take someone who is vanilla a while to adjust. And I ain't got that type of time, B. You know, and, and that's what I was going to say. You would have to do a lot of investing, you know, a lot of teaching, a lot of education, you know, and if that's not where you are, that's totally understandable. And yeah. that makes perfect sense. That's, that's what any relationship that you, you kind of need to be on the same page, you know, with certain things, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, even people who are not necessarily under the umbrella, you know, there's just so, I mean, okay, you could say your freak level, you know, everybody's not a 10. Everybody does not, you know, go way out. You got some people who still around a three or a four and yeah. they can't, they can't get along, you know? So totally understand that. So, but yeah, that's, that's when you're talking about and you're married or you're single I've all, uh, if you're single and you like certain things, put that on the table first. I've always said that. So that way you know what you're dealing with. Um, there's nothing worse than you investing time, energy, and effort into somebody, and then you find out you're not compatible in that way. And then now you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It's not a good look. It's not going to be fun. Um, so instead of trying to break you to fit with somebody, just find out up front, hey, these are the things that I'm kind of interested in. What are your thoughts about it? Um, and if that's not cool for you, fine. It's been great. But let's move on. If you are married and you're wanting to bring these up, start, like I said, open up the gates and then start doing things together. Um, you know, I wouldn't suggest porn. Uh, uh, I'm not a huge proponent of porn being an educating tool. Yet you can go to different um, exhibition events. You know, you can do kink parties. I throw kink parties. I do um, introductory kink sessions for couples and things of that nature as well. Um, You can do something like that. You can, um, a lot of strip clubs are partnering with different people and they'll have instructors out there who are starting to, you know, talk to you about how to get into it and teaching you some basics so that you're not out here fucking people up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We importante. We don't want that. Yeah. We don't want anybody getting hurt. We want you to be out there safe and having fun with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, because one thing, once you start getting to the lifestyle, um, you'll start to know and you need to communicate again, that word communicators up there, um, that you got to figure out what your subs aftercare is, what they need. So after you do a BDSM play session and it gets serious, um, you, you need to know what your sub needs to recuperate mm-hmm. because if you don't, they can go into sub drop. And you, as a dominant, you can go into dom drop as well. But sub drop can happen when they've had a very emotional and intense scene and that high wears off and it comes down. Mm-hmm. And they're needing somebody to be there to help them um, come back to, to normal levels um, mentally. And it can be something from cooking them a meal or cuddling or just holding them closely, um, brushing in their hair, playing in their hair. It can be taking a shower with them, something to reconnect to bring them um, back into the space. Because as a as a responsible dominant, that's what you, you're supposed to do. Right. Um, because if not, I mean, there are people out here who experience sub drop and then they're depressed for two or three days or a week. You know, they're crying uncontrollably because they've, wow. they're they experiencing sub-drop. Wow. Because you got to remember all the emotion that goes into a scene. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything like impact play. It can be something simple as sensory play mm-hmm. where, you, where you have blindfolds and headphones on and, you know, you can't hear or see what's, what's happening. 
and you can mentally go to a place and you need your dominant to help you recuperate. Wow. Um, so it's, it's very important that you know what to do when you read up. Um, but don't, again, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's important that you know that a lot of the a lot of things out there are normal. You know what I mean? Right. It's normal. People do it. Don't be ashamed of what you like. And then kind of figure out a way to embrace that topic with your, your mate. Um, so that way you guys can play together. Absolutely. Don't be ashamed. Mm-mm. Do not be afraid. Because especially if they say they love you then, you know, you have to trust that they do, that they really do love you and really do care about you. And that's the whole thing about sex. What's the point of doing it if you're not in it to please your partner? So, you know, at least that's the way I see it, you know, and if they're not willing to listen to what you have to say about something that's going to make you happy, you might have a bigger problem on your hand and some other reassessing you may have to do because there's no reason that your partner should turn you away for something that might make you happy. This is true. I mean, and you know, again, you might just have to have that conversation with your partner and you realize that this may not be a, a safe space for you. And once you come to that realization, then you're going to have to make some decisions. And I think that's really what people are afraid of is, okay, if this person isn't able to go there with me, then what now? What now? That is, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. That really is a big question because, you know, when you look at the building blocks of a relationship, you know, physical intimacy is a big part of it. That's an, imp- it's an important part of it, you know, and it's kind of like, do I outsource? which you really don't, that's unhealthy. Yeah, that's unhealthy. Don't do that. <laughs> that's unhealthy, you know, and, and, and that causes Unless you're problems. ethically, ethically doing. Right. Ethically outsourcing, right. you know, you're being ethical in your non-monogamy, then cool. Right. But if you're cheating, not cool. Not cool, you know, or do you just put those things away and, and, and bury them or ignore them? That's or, not cool either. Because when which you is repress, that's unhealthy too. Yeah, that's unhealthy. It's, that's it's unhealthy toxic. too. When you repress your feelings, you know they're gonna find a way out, and it's usually not in a healthy way that they're finding their way out. It can be in physical ailments. Um, it can be in um, habits that you end up picking healthy and can be toxic. It can be coping mechanisms that become healthy, unhealthy, and um, toxic. So don't repress. You have to live in your truth. Bottom line, whatever your truth is, live in it and, you know, start exploring how to be you. And, you know, what I also say too, Trip, I would also recommend, especially for couples who are committed and potentially married, is to seek someone like you, you know, a therapist of some sort who can maybe help guide them as a couple into that territory to at least get those conversations started to at least get the doors open, you know, for, you know, for those things to potentially be safely said, you know, and validated, you know, because I mean, it could be something if, you know, my mate comes to me and tells me, you know, I really want you to start tying me up and beating me with a wooden paddle. What, babe? You want me to do what? (laughs) (laughs) You you do know I have bad days around this motherfucker, right? (laughs) You want me to take that out on you? Are you sure? No, and that's the thing. You're not taking your bad days out of your partner. Do not do that. Um, See, I need education. See, why we have to have conversations. No, no, no. Um, we gotta what have you, you want me to beat your ass with a wooden pa- wait what <laughs> yeah, no. and that's the thing you know 
coming to somebody like me, um, and especially once I get licensed um, as a sex therapist, but there are plenty of sex therapists. There are plenty of coaches, um, absolutely coaches who will help you facilitate that conversation. Right. And I think it's important if you feel like you need a mediator, you need somebody to help buffer, then do that. Set that up so that way you can have a safe space to talk about these things Mm -hmm. and you can have somebody to help you, you know, because you may get choked up in the middle. It may be very scary and you can have somebody in your corner in both of your corners looking out for your best interest to make sure that neither one is doing something toxic, toxic to hurt the other. Right. You know, um, because that conversation needs to be had. Um, cause we, and, we're not saying that you should go away or, or be apart from your partner. We're not saying that at no. all. We're not advocating that. We're just saying that if you come to that place, you do have to figure out what's going to be the best way to handle that situation. Now, my next tip for couples or anybody who's interested in in the lifestyle um, is to make a list. Make a list of the things that you're interested in. Um, You know, write some things down that, you know, you may have heard of or you may have seen somewhere or you may have saw in a movie or whatever and jot it down. So that way you can kind of talk to your partner about it. and you can kind of get their their feelings on it because whatever you do in BDSM, consent is the major, major piece. I know we've talked about, we've said communication, but consent, 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 consent. Everything has to be done with consent. If there's no consent, then it's not going down. Mm-hmm. All right? So, All right. you know, you don't just haul off and... Um, grab somebody's hair without knowing that that's okay. You don't haul off and and spank somebody without knowing that's okay. Now, yes, in the heat of the moment, some things may happen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, be responsible. That's how I got where I am. Right, exactly. (laughs) Just happened. Just happened. You know. um, But it was still within a... it It was still... Okay, I think there has to be some some like he said there's levels to this. It has to be kind of a a gentleness to it. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just be brody with it and you know, you just yanking her hair out her scalp or you about to choke the life out of her because you don't know correct hand placement. It's levels right. to it. It's levels to it. You know, and if it's something you're interested in, do your homework, do your research so you that way you know Absolutely. how to how to provide pleasure and not, you know, damage anyone. Yes. Just pain. That's no fun. That's no fun. You know, um, it's supposed to be pleasurable pain, not, not just pain for the fuck of it. Right. Um, so, but you know, with that consent, you need to, you know, create some safe words, something that you can kind of remember. Um, (laughs) so that way, if if the scene is getting too too heavy or too heated, you can, you know, call your safe word out and both parties know, okay, at this point, that means stop. Or you can do um, the flashlight, uh, the stoplight method, which is green for go, keep going, yellow for you might need to slow down and check in with me, and red for stop. So you can okay. do that. Okay. Um, and that's an easy one to do when you're starting to learn. So if your partner has come to you and say, you know, I like to be spanked, or you're starting to learn their intensity level. Right. Stoplight, you know, method yeah. to kind of say, okay, yeah, I like that. Mm, that might have been too hard. Dial it back a little bit, you know. And right. you can use those, those color codes to communicate to each other so you can find a pleasurable experience for both. Um. You can also use um, the scale test where, you know, one thing, whenever I'm starting with a new sub and we're doing a paddle or a flogging session, I'll, you know, let them know, hey, look, on a scale of one to 10 or one to five, 
you know, tell me where this is for you. And I'll tell you, you know, I'll say, okay, this is a one for me. And then I'll, you know, I'll demonstrate with them the impact level of one. And then they tell me if that's a one or if that's a five for them or whatever. And then we, we use that to kind of gauge and get to know each other. Right. Right. And then, you know, you can kind of go into your scene, but you, you use the scale test so that way you can kind of get a, a happy place and understand where everybody's coming from. Very good. Yeah. Um, so just make sure, you know, these are, like I said, this is a very over-level view, but I wanted to discuss BDSM so that people can see that there's a lot more sensuality to it. There's a lot more care. There's a lot more connection than people think. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the, the, the people who are about this life, you know, they're really compassionate and in tune with their feelings. You know, they're really in tune with their feelings and they know what they like and they know what they don't like. Um, and there's there are ways that you can build a stronger bond with your person by engaging in this activity, in these these practices. So it's a lot of it's a lot of benefits. And like I said, this is just the the scratching the surface. Um, it really is. Yeah, it's really just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. But too often I get the the look when I tell people I'm a kink coach or I tell people that I practice BDSM, their eyes open up wide and usually I'm getting a question about whether I, you know, dress in leather or something. <laughs> it's dead out serious. Now don't get me wrong, there are mouth, people the ball in their mouth and yeah, people get such yeah. negative connotations. And I mean, in my research, I understand why, because of what it where it originated from. But it has blossomed into so many more things, you know. And like Tripp said, you really have to do your research because guaranteed most of y'all listening already under the umbrella and don't even realize it. Don't even know it. Because I didn't realize it until he told me. He was like, yeah, you kinky. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm not. (laughs) 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 but for real for real yeah really i am you know so it's not even that much to be if there is a there really isn't anything to be ashamed of you know you like what you like you are who you are fuck anybody who has anything else to say about it that's right be free be you do what you do bro you know so yeah be kinky and proud um and and enjoy that shit, man. I mean, life's too short. And, you know, we only get one crack at this thing in in this in the physical bodies that we're in right now. Um, you know, whatever you believe is whatever you believe. But just speaking right now, you only get one crack. So enjoy your life. And if you like it, I love it. You know? I, and do that. Do it to the fullest extent and just make sure everybody's consenting and everybody's having fun. If you're not having fun, then don't do that. Don't do anything you don't want to do. And Um, you know what? I want to drop a real interesting fact before we start to get out of here. I found out that Japan has the lowest rate of sex crimes. Do you know why? Why? Because they have a very high acceptance of BDSM and porn. Mm-hmm. So their, their, their culture is very accepting. And I mean, I just thought that was really interesting how when as a culture, they're, you know, they're more accepting that that's not even an issue for them. Right. I, I thought that was great. I was like, imagine if we could get to that place. Yeah, I mean, because you think about it, like I said, as a dominant, you have to respect your submissive, and so you're you, and you're learning consent, and your consent is at the forefront of everything you do in BDSM. So, your respect for the other sex or 
somebody who you seem is is lower than it you know it increases your respect for them increases so you're not having so many instances where you having men rape women now don't get me wrong i know rape still happens but like i said it's on a low a lesser level because you don't have these preconceived notions about well i'm a man and i can take what i want no you you're starting to have ingrained consent 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 but it also goes back to what you said in the beginning that sex is all about power mm-hmm. you know? and realizing that you don't like you said you don't have to be this overly masculine powerful person and like you said once you get into a realm of consent and communication and trust it totally changes the game yeah we're not even going to talk about toxic masculinity um right it's rampant over here in america but yeah um but yeah i mean just go out here have fun um you know try some new stuff you know and you can do little simple things like you know if you have a tie you know a necktie use that as a blindfold or as a restraint you know something simple um it doesn't have to be anything elaborate but get consent first and communicate you know when you tie them up is that too tight is that loose can you get out or you, you know communicate you know, it's not going to take away from the scene it's not going to take from away from how how sexy or how hot it is but you might you, you're actually going to find out it actually builds to the scene and builds your intimacy make it even better so awesome yeah um good stuff trip do you have any other things you would like to know about bdsm that the listeners might want to know too no i can save it for another time because we will definitely visit this conversation because there's so many so many parts of it that we can dive into you know so i'm gonna save it save a little bit for later okay yeah so just wanted to give the world a little a little quick um a little quickie <laughs> when it comes mm-hmm. to the world of bdsm but i just wanted to like i said stress on some things um because it's it's a it can be a spiritual journey for a lot of people and hopefully some of you listening will you know partake in that spiritual journey with your partners or yourselves you know see where it takes you that's all i got and i think you had a lot that was great it really was and i hope that you guys out there enjoyed learning something and you know that it gave you some food for thought and you know hopefully you can take away from it those of you who have been thinking about what should i do you know maybe this is giving you some direction you know and and give you some help and guidance um and what maybe you can do now going forward so you guys know how to reach us if you don't i'm going to tell you how you can email us at lustlieslibido at gmail.com if you have any further questions if you want some advice if you just want to comment about something you've heard about you know share a story please feel free to drop us a line there you can also reach us on our instagram page which is lust underscore lies underscore libido same thing just hit us up let us know what you thought about the podcast, you know, share. So it was great. Um, but I also want to say, I also, like I said, I do kink coaching. Go to www.bellsboxes.com and you can set up kink coaching with me. And um, we do consultations. Like I said, we're we're here to help. So you can definitely do that. Um, also, go to the website, and for all our listeners, we're giving 15% off. Hey, hey. Um, so, all you need for the 15% off is the Lust Lies Libido. That's the code, Lust Lies Libido. 
Um, website is www.bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, like Southern Bell, bellsboxes.com. That so is what's up. Yeah, so check it out. We'll end up, um, I know Kiki wants me to do an episode about sex toys and some of my favorite sex toys. And yes. Store. Um, so we'll have that coming to you soon. And then we have some other interviews coming soon. But just wanted to make sure you guys know. We have a lot of things in the works, but hit us up. Send us your questions. Um, Because of the nature of what we're talking about, we didn't get into any email submissions this week. But we'll be back, and we'll definitely get to them. All right. All right. Well, it was great hanging out with you guys for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lust, Lies, and Libido. We out. Peace, love, and happiness. Bye. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings. Make sure to go ahead and get your tickets for the Erotic.